0: From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And joining me by telephone from San Antonio for this edition is Father Alejandro de Jesus, newly elected president of the National Conference of Veterans Affairs Catholic chaplains the NCVACC father de Jesus welcome
1: hi thank you very much happy to be here
0: well congratulations on your new post uh, uh, tell us father what is the National Conference of Veterans Affairs Catholic chaplains I I gather it's a uh, more or less a trade organization or a professional organization. What does it do exactly?
1: Um, We are a group of um, Catholic chaplains uh, in the Department of Veterans Affairs. So uh, we are all endorsed by the um, Episcopal Vicar uh, of the Military Archdiocese. And uh, what we do is uh, ordinary uh, chaplaincy work. Um, Some of us are are uh, completely, totally uh, devoted to sac- Catholic sacramental ministry. Uh, some of us, like myself, uh, I'm also a uh, chaplain for palliative care, uh, hospice care, as well as for the Community Living Center for uh, Long-Term Rehab. So uh, those of us who are um, employed by the VA have been endorsed by the military archdiocese. And uh, we formed uh, into an organization back in 1985.
0: And so the uh, NCVACC for short, um, I suppose is a sort of a central clearinghouse of information where VA chaplains can uh, share information. And I suppose you may also do some... uh, lobbying at least uh within the va is that so or not
1: oh, we do uh, first of all um we were organized or um uh, you know uh, our association was uh formally established uh to foster primarily paternal relationship and back in the 80s until about a couple of years ago uh it is also a venue where we can certify catholic chaplains you can see we had we still need we still need board certifications for our standards, uh, but we also uh, uh, try to advocate for uh, Catholic ministry within the Veterans Affairs. See, we have a lot of Catholic veterans and uh, uh, they there's, uh, uh, distributed uh, not evenly uh, throughout the country. There's some states and some veteran medical centers that have a lot more Catholic population, like for instance, San Antonio, Texas, being in the South Texas, and. Uh, with a very high Hispanic population. So we need to minister to them. So what we do is uh, lend support to our Catholic uh, chaplains, Catholic priests in the field. Uh, if they need uh, advocacy, if they need... And I can give an example uh, down, the, uh, down the road this interview. Uh, we also serve as a corporate body for contact and information uh, linking us with the Archdiocese of Military Circles.
0: I see, and um, so tell me, Father De Jesus, uh, how you came to become the new president of the organization. Uh,
1: since um, I became a, uh, a chaplain at the VA, I became a member uh, back in 2013, and uh, uh, and um, I um, I actually rose from the ranks. Uh, I uh, became a substitute for. Uh, a, a board member uh, who um, well who left, uh, and then of course uh, when um, having been in the board for about three years, um, I came to you know uh, to the notice of a lot of other members. And uh, recently we had an an electronic election, and uh, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, uh, new to everyone. And uh, through that election, I was elected the new president. Uh, we we're able, we should have been we should have done this last May. But because our conference was um, canceled uh, due to the pandemic, um, the election was postponed as well. So I have a new board to deal with. And what is so funny is that I didn't know that I got elected until another uh, VA uh, Association uh, came to me and said, uh, Father, we need your help for this joint resolution. I said, Oh, yeah, I, I'm referring you to our president, uh, Father. <laughs> so and so. No, Father, they said you're not the president. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I did. Uh, okay, okay, before I, I get to sign that or before I get to do anything else, I need to contact Bishop Joe Kofi. Bishop Joseph Kofi, of course, our uh, uh,
0: Episcopal VA vicar.
1: Endorser, that's right. Episcopal vicar and endorser. We call her. We call him also endorser. The kind of a VA term. Anyway, so and he was on retreat and I, and he and he called me back and said, so what do I? Uh, um, what can I help you with? Say, so bishop, you'll see. Look, I, I need your one number. Number one, your blessing. And number two, <laughs> I need you to install me. <laughs> <laughs> So she so said, "How do you? How, how do I do this?" So I told him, "Bishop, you just have to say the three thousand year old Aaron blessing in the Old Testament. Give it to me, and I'm good to go."
0: <laughs>
1: so that's how he went. it went. The blessing was much simpler than that. Of course, it was just I was just kidding him.
0: <laughs> and when was the voting held, Father?
1: last november in november uh, before yeah before thanksgiving and we like i said we have a brand new board uh, and uh, we're doing this all mostly electronically or virtually for now and we're looking at a conference uh, around october so that uh, the archbishop archbishop braulio will have a chance also to meet the other catholic uh, chaplains and uh, we get together hopefully by that time all if not all of us would have been vaccinated and uh, the more normal way of doing things uh, would have been uh, well (laughs) would have happened so we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to uh, uh, kind of uh, have a uh, gathering by october but that's a, a plan
0: i'm talking to father alejandro de jesus joining us by telephone from san antonio texas where uh, Father De Jesus has just taken office as the new president of the National Conference of Veterans Affairs Catholic Chaplains. You're also a uh, chaplain there at the VA in uh, San Antonio, correct, Father? Correct. And uh, in your new role as president of the NCVACC, you succeed Father R. Peter Francis. Father De That's Jesus, right. Father De Jesus, let me ask you a question. Um, sure. I understand that uh, last year. There was a change in uh, policy where uh, chaplains are now considered Title Thirty Eight hybrid uh, employees. We're referencing the U.S. Code Title Thirty Eight. Uh, formerly, the, uh, cha- the, Catholic, the all the cha- chaplains in the VA were Title Five. How is this going to affect uh, uh, you know the uh, the availability and appointment of Catholic? chaplains within the V.A. Uh, this change in in the law, uh, what, what is the practical implication of it?
1: Uh, first of all, uh, the change from Title Five to Hybrid 38 is not just numbers and letters. It actually says that chaplains, not just Catholic chaplains, but all V.A. chaplains now are clinicians that our... Uh, Patient visits are counted as uh, uh, clinical visits because prior to that, uh, we were lumped together with the lawyers. You know, in the in the uh, federal government way of uh, putting employees together, we were our visits were not counted as uh, as clinical uh, actual visits. So with uh, hybrid thirty eight, um, it is now considered and counted. Uh, as clinical visits, that's a big thing, because before this we were not respected as you know clinicians, but we are trained. Uh, we um, follow certain standards and um, uh, we keep our certifications up to date. Uh, so now we're in that uh, category of clinicians. That's number one. Now number two, the more immediate uh, uh, kind of implication here is that we have to be board certified. To to be clear, uh, most VA chaplains, including Catholic chaplains, are board certified, but not all. From now on, board certification would be uh, a regular basic requirement. Uh, If you're not board certified because you've been grandfathered into the the system, you will not be fired. But, however, you will not get all the full benefits, nor will you get promoted and all that. So board certification uh, is the key to hybrid 38 and all new applicants including chap catholic chaplains a uh, new one new applications will have to pass through board certification that's a pretty high standard because to get board certified you have to have uh, four units of uh, clinical pastoral education or cpe and uh, you're talking about uh, each cpe would have uh, a few hundred hours of Clinic, uh, clin- uh, clinicals and didactics. So it, it's a pretty tough requirement.
0: I see. So will this make it more difficult to recruit Catholic priests to serve as chaplains mm. in the VA? Mm.
1: Definitely. Definitely. That was a challenge that uh, Bishop Coffey met when he was just uh, coming into the uh, uh, VA system and to the archdiocese. That was a big, huge, huge challenge because from now on, even part-time Catholic priests, you know, uh, priests who work in the parish and uh, who might be asked to come to the VA hospital because uh, there's a Catholic veteran dying. Even those will have to pass the certification. Now, you, you will you will understand that that is a a high bar to accomplish. You know, uh, it will uh, prevent them from doing a ministry because of the certification paper.
0: And who is this board? What what is is it a government board or what what is the name of the board that certifies chaplains? Okay, good
1: good good question. Uh, It's like a licensure examination uh, for the psychologists and social work. Uh, In the uh, chaplaincy world, uh, this is done by uh, different uh, national. Uh, certifying associations. For instance, we have the National Association of Catholic Chaplains, NACC, uh, which is also under the auspices of the Bishop's Conference. Uh, we have uh, the National Jewish Association of Chaplains, or the NJAC. We also have um, a different um, um, uh, faith, um, multi-faith uh, association of um, NAVAC or the National Association of BA Chaplains, who are uh, he, headed, by the way, by another Catholic priest, Father Steve Brando. Uh So uh, these are national board uh, certifying associations, and uh, they pass a certain standard, and uh, they are recognized uh, federally by the government because they have to be. Um, uh, they have to establish their uh, uh, national. Uh, Connection and national linkages, as well as certain standards. Now, each association would have certification standards that have to pass the Association of Pastoral Counseling.
0: So each so, denomination has its own board?
1: Mm, yes and no. The Jewish have, the Jewish uh, group has, uh, the Catholics have, NACC. Uh, NAVAC uh, for the VA is more or less. Uh, uh, multi-faith, like I said. Outside the VA, there are a couple more uh, huge associations. Uh, there are a couple more in Canada uh, who would have members also in the United States. So these are national board associations.
0: I see. And so you uh, under uh, uh, Title 38 hybrid... <laughs> Uh, under right. which uh, chaplains now serve in the VA, you're going to be required to have uh, four units of clinical pastoral education,
1: and then pass the requirements for board certification. That's uh, uh, you have to have first the four units, and then you apply to any of these uh, uh, associations that uh, uh, that uh, you know give out the uh, certification. Any one. Uh, You may have multiple. I have multiple uh, uh, board certifications in three, but you only need one.
0: And uh, do you um, have to uh, get the uh, certification and pass the uh, clinical pastoral education units before you can even begin to serve in the VA as a chaplain, or do you do it as you go along, sort of like on-the-job training?
1: Right now, you have to finish them.
0: Oh, my goodness. If you
1: had... Yes, yeah, if you had been grandfathered or if you were doing it when the hybrid uh, was in, uh, implemented last October, then you're grandfathered into the system. You can finish it, but you have to finish it soon.
0: How long does it typically
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: How long does it typ- typically take uh, to pass for units of uh, clinical pastoral education?
1: It's unit depends on how many hours you have per week. It can be, you can finish it within two months uh, on intensive. You can spread it out within six months for one unit. So it really depends.
0: I see. We're talking to Father Alejandro de Jesus, uh, chaplain at the uh, uh, San Antonio VA and uh, newly elected uh, president who just uh, took office as president of the uh, National Conference of Veterans Affairs Catholic Chaplains. So, Father De Jesus, what is the situation right now in the VA as far as Catholic chaplains are concerned? Is there a shortage or uh, do you have enough right now?
1: Um, I would say it will depend on the uh, area. For instance, here in um, San Antonio, Texas, or basically in South uh, Texas, where there is a high Catholic population. We would need more Catholic chaplains. Right now, I believe at three Catholic chaplains, we are understaffed. Uh, In in California, when I was working in Palo Alto, we were five Catholic chaplains there. Uh, And uh, it's still, it was just, you know, just enough. Uh, But if you get into a place like uh, the southern states where there are more, I'd say, evangelical or Christian population and left Catholic population they don't even have Catholic uh, uh, full-time Catholic chaplains they only have part-time it really uh, but North for instance in, in uh, the, uh, the North and South Dakota's Wyoming and those areas uh, again be, be having a small Catholic population uh, Catholic chaplain will not be as needed as you know uh, South South Texas or California <laughs> I see. For the northeast,
0: and who was it that uh, tightened up the rules here? Whose idea was this?
1: Actually, it's um, it's the um, a National uh, Chaplain Association. I mean, the the uh, uh, national office, the central office for the chaplaincy, and um, yeah, we needed that. We wanted that. In other words, uh, all chaplains basically want that because we want to be recognized for our. Uh, uh, clinical distance so we don't want
0: yeah so this was this was not a move to uh, weed out Catholic chaplains. It wasn't directed oh, against no. the church Yeah. okay.
1: Oh no no. Um, this is for all chaplains, by the way, not just for Catholic chaplains. If I gave you the impression that Hybrid 38 only affects Catholic chaplains, I'm sorry. No no, 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 uh, I didn't get that impression.
0: 58. I just uh, uh, it just seemed though that uh, uh, you know, we hear so much about uh, the shortage of priests everywhere. Uh, You're right. uh, uh, Both in the civil civil world and in the military, and uh, uh, anything that would make Mm -hmm. it more difficult to bring in a chaplain, it seems like, would raise eyebrows. But you're closer to the ground, and uh, and I just wanted to make sure that uh, uh, that's not what it was all about.
1: That's right. And let's just say that uh, this is also being experienced by all the other churches, affiliations, church affiliations that have been endorsing chaplains to the V.A, not just Catholic Church. Uh, so they're having the same challenges, uh, like the Catholic Church or the Catholic chaplain, being a basic requirement.
0: Father Alejandro de Jesus talking to us by phone from the San Antonio VA where he is a chaplain and the newly seated president of the National Conference of Veterans Affairs, Catholic Chaplains. Father de Jesus, what is the situation at the San Antonio VA right now uh, as far as COVID is concerned?
1: Um, First of all, uh, the VA uh, in general has what we call the Humanitarian Mission added to it during the pandemic, meaning uh, we have started um, to admit non-veterans into uh, our medical centers uh, in order to help uh, the uh, communities that are uh, already having, um, um, you know, overflow of COVID patients. Here in San Antonio, uh, we have uh, what we would call uh, two surges or spikes since we began admitting non-veterans into the into the medical center last may these two spikes uh, in, in, a, in a span of six months have been quite challenging in the sense that um, we have to get um, um, not uh, rather accept non-veteran from as far as del rio which is uh, around uh, 100 130 miles away uh, we have accepted uh, non-veterans from a radius of about 150 miles around San Antonio. So that is a, a, a kind of, a uh, you know, uh, a challenge for our personnel here. That's number one. Number two, uh, we also um, have uh, considered uh, helping them after they left, after they have uh, uh, emerged from uh, the sickness. So our ministry to them and uh, our uh, help to these patients, non-veteral patients, uh, even go beyond uh, their stay in the medical centers.
0: Are you able to interact with and counsel those suffering from COVID?
1: We do. Uh, we do that mostly virtually. We use iPad. We use FaceTime. Uh, we use Zoom. Uh, we have uh, um, done, performed... Um, Family meetings using these platforms and all the other uh, social media that we can use. Uh, we, um, I have uh, experienced blessing uh, Catholic uh, veterans as well as non-veteran patients here in San Antonio using the iPad. Uh, I have uh, blessed them and communicated with them as well uh, for those uh, who, who were still able to communicate using the social media.
0: How about the anointing of the sick? Are you able to do that virtually?
1: <clears throat> no. Uh, we, uh, we have to don uh, the PPE. Uh, we have been uh, rather uh, creative here. Uh, in New York, we have seen uh, uh, videos where uh, uh, Catholic priests anoint them uh, with uh, gloves and all that. Uh, we, we, uh, we have done the same thing here for the most part but in cases when there was a surge uh, we have been uh, stopped from from doing it uh, for fear that uh, we will also contract the disease most of us have been vaccinated i have been vaccinated last december the second dose was just last week so that puts another uh, kind of um, uh, level of uh, defense as well as you know uh, kind of a protection for all of us. So, but we can still go in uh, in our PPE. I have been visiting patients using the PPE uh, for the most part uh, because I am the chaplain for long term and in long term care. Uh, we have a very high standard of protection and high high standard of uh, yeah of of, of uh, dealing with patients face to face.
0: And of course, the PPE is the the clothing that you wear, the mask and whatnot. Uh, oh
1: yes, know. yes, uh, personal protective uh, equipment you know, uh, uh, equipment for for those who are dealing directly with patient care.
0: Well, f- Father, I, I have to pause here for a moment and say thank you for your valuable service to our veterans who are who are sick and are in need of uh, spiritual counseling. You're putting your life on the line to serve those needs and uh uh, for that you have our uh, gratitude and respect um praise the lord praise the lord if you could uh in the few minutes we have left just walk us through a day in the life of a catholic chaplain at the va (laughs) in san antonio your days must be extraordinarily busy
1: um without special calls or emergencies um um, this this doesn't happen one after the other. But I'm, I'm just I would just go through the different uh, various activities that we do. Uh, we do virtual rounds with uh, the providers uh, who give us an update on on each patient, uh, family dynamics, uh, issues about unforgiveness and and uh, uh, you know spiritual support and all that. We do uh, rounds so that uh, when we go and visit with them or or uh, you know, talk with their family. We will have a pretty good idea what's going on with their lives, as well as the uh, conditions and the changing situations of uh, their medical stay. And then um, I, for instance, uh, visit them, each of them. Uh, I uh, I'm also the chaplain for hospice and palliative care, so there are always at least a handful of them who are uh, you know in the uh, always in the brink of dying. Uh, at certain times that uh, I could visit them, I stay with them, hold their hand. Uh, certain times uh, they die in my arms and uh, they die with the blessing of the church. At certain times I've also been <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> emotionally uh, uh, affected by it because, uh, you know, uh, the experience of... Um, Sitting with and blessing someone who is dying uh, never grows old. It's always a, a, a new uh, experience, and many of them have been under my care for months and some of them for years. So when they when we meet them, when we journey with them until the very end, it can be very emotional and. Um, and then and, uh, we welcome it. It's not something to be embarrassed about. But, you know, it just uh, shows that we have already connected with them and they've already connected with us. And in between also, we um, minister to staff members. Um, there have been uh, cases uh, three times uh, during last year when we have to minister to staff who have experienced death uh, within a span of nine hours uh, in the same unit. Uh, they're all dying because they're hospice, but uh, let seeing this happen within a course of a few hours is just too much for them. And and more, I guess, equal to the chaplain, the, the nurses and, and the CNAs who, can, who on a daily basis relate to them. So we have to minister to them. Uh, we have to pray with them. We have to bless them, to strengthen them spiritually. So... In between caring for patients, uh, we may have to sit down with a staff member who is having a hard day. And then uh, on top of that, uh, we also have a responsibility to the veterans' families. Uh, We call them up, some of us do bereavement for those veterans who have passed, and um, some of us just make a follow-up on how they're doing. accepting a loved one uh, who is facing limited uh, uh, life expectancy is never easy. And uh, sometimes we uh, have to talk to them and uh, communicate to them God's love and mercy and to assure them that they can always call on us and that um, we'll always be there for them because this is what uh, our compassionate ministry uh, is all about. Uh, But also we do take care of ourselves. We call it self-care because uh, we do not want to experience compassion fatigue. Uh, We have to do our own meditation. Uh, I do a lot of uh, sports. I I do treadmill. Um, I I enjoy watching, sometimes binge watching, if that will kind of uh, help me care for myself. But I do a lot of prayer time too because prayer is um, where we can... Actually, um, uh, get into the well of uh, the the deepest well of uh, spiritual strength uh, assurance that God loves us and this is the experience when we experience God's love and mercy in our lives. That's the only way we can give it to others. We cannot give what we do not have.
0: Father Alejandro de Jesus, a chaplain at the San Antonio. VA and newly seated president of the National Conference of Veterans Affairs Catholic Chaplains. Father de Jesus, thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: It was a pleasure.
0: The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, the AMS, was established by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985. Her mission, to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, the civilian workforce employed by the federal government beyond U.S. borders, and the families of these populations, making the AMS the church's only truly global archdiocese. Among pastoral services provided by the AMS under Archbishop Timothy Broglio, celebration of the sacraments, endorsement of chaplains, Evangelization and religious education, sacramental record keeping, a thriving seminarian program, pastoral visitation by the bishops to military installations worldwide, and more. All told, 1.8 million Catholics all over the world depend on the AMS based in Washington, D.C. to meet their spiritual and sacramental needs. The AMS receives no government funding, she depends entirely on private gifts for survival. For more information, visit millarch.org.